We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Bleacher Report app where it's unfortunately time to start digging our heels in on everything off-season related for the Boston Celtics. My name is Will Weir. I'm one of the hosts of the Green with Envy podcast. You can find us wherever you stream podcasts and across YouTube, Instagram, at Green Envy Pod. Make sure that y'all are following along with us. Today's topic off-season trade ideas cue up the trade machine dust it off it's time for us to dig in so as everyone's getting joining us here in the chat make sure you are dropping your own trades into the chat here myself and my co-host i'm introduced here in just a second we've got a couple constructions that we've put together we want to get your thoughts on so as we go through these please let us know whether this this sounds great whether we're idiots, whether you can tweak it, make it better, <laughs> let us know. And we'll make sure that we get y'all involved, but we're excited to be here. So to help me break it all down, I have got my partners in crime here from Green with Envy. So first up, we have my best friend, co-host, and the coach of the podcast, Mr. Greg Manakis. How are you doing today, homie? Well, we're definitely idiots. So we're, you know, if people got to let us know that we're idiots. We're definitely idiots, so you won't be offending us. Uh, just, just let us know what you think. I'm feeling great, man. Feeling great. I was not looking forward to talking about the Celtics trade options this offseason. I thought we were going to win the championship, but now that we're here, I'm ready. Yeah, we're here a little too early, but it's okay. You know what? We, we move forward, and to help us do that, again, we have our other member of the Green with Envy podcast team, which together we create what is known as the three-man weave. And this is our podcasting cousin from across the pond and the leader of the Taylor gang, the one and only Adam Taylor. What's popping, Adam? Yo, what's good, man? What's good? Didn't really want to be here this soon while the NBA Finals are still going on, but happy to be here. I've got some trades we need to discuss. Some of them are going to really upset people. I think that some of them make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, the chat's already popping here. I can see we've got some JB for Dame comments out there. We've got some split opinions on what to do with the Jays. So let's uh, let's get this started with, with some of the trades that we came up with. And the first one I came up, we're going to dip our toe. We're going to get spicy but we're not going to get too crazy. 
quite yet. You know, Brad Stevens just had his kind of exit press conference yesterday, talked about the core and keep them together. Well, first trade I got, we're, we're, we're going to break up that core a little bit here. We're going to, we're going to change that up a little bit. It feels like the Celtics need a little bit of a change. So the first trade that I'm going to propose, and this is my trade that I came up with, it's going to be between the Celtics and the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to send out Marcus Smart. Sorry, Marcus, love and trust. And in return, we're going to get back Tyus Jones and Santi Aldama, plus maybe a pick. We probably got to figure out a pick in there somewhere to make that even. But that is the bones of this trade. And the reason that I think this trade makes sense, love Marcus, but we've talked about for years as a Celtic fan base, we need a table-setting point guard. Well, as the current NBA works, there's not a lot out there. You've got Mike Conley, Chris Paul. They're old and expensive. You've got Darius Garland, Jalen Brunson. Too good, not available. Just, just there isn't a way to get those guys. They're awesome. So that leaves not much left in that kind of middle ground. And I think Tyus Jones might fit that bill. So, Greg, let's start with you. What do you think? Marcus Smart for Tyus Jones, Santi Aldama, and probably a pick. Okay, it would be tough to lose Marcus Smart, but I think that we've seen what this core can do, right? We can make it to Eastern Conference Finals. We made it to one NBA, NBA championship. Um, Smart has been good in moments. He's been bad in moments. But the one thing that we've seen from this team is their inability to take care of the ball. And if you want a point guard who's going to take care of the ball, you go to Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones has the best assist to turnover ratio in the league. Um, whenever the Grizzlies lose John Morant, for whatever reason, they're currently losing John Morant of the week. Tyus Jones comes in, fills in admirably. The Grizzlies don't really miss a beat when Tyus Jones is on the court instead of John Morant. So if you're replacing, if people are like, oh, we're like maybe Marcus Smart's defense, whatever, we can we can get by without Marcus Smart's defense. What we need, as you said, is a table set in point guard who doesn't turn the ball over, who can set guys up. Adam, you've been talking about Jalen Brown needing to be a play finisher all year. This would remove all ball handling duties from JB. It would be a lot of Tyus Jones. It'd be a lot of Jason Tatum. Santi Aldama's got some size, can shoot the three ball. I, I like this trade. Um, I Tyus Jones is someone I've had my eye on for quite some time. So uh, although it hurt to lose Marcus, I love Marcus. Um, I'm, I'm in on this trade. And uh, Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Tyus Jones is one of the best non-star guards in the league. You know, he's not at the level of of your dames, of your jars and guys like that, but he's definitely one of the best playmaking guards that isn't a superstar. I think that this makes sense for Memphis too. Moving on from Dylan Brooks, they need that agitator. Bringing in Marcus Smart kind of fills that role for them, gives them that kind of grit that they need. Look, Smart's aging now. What is he heading into his age 31, age 30 season? Like, Mm -hmm. His defense wasn't where it was this season to where it was last year. Obviously, the team as a whole still finished second in defensive rating, but they weren't the defensive juggernaut that we saw from the year before. I'm okay on Salty Aldama. Like, to me, that's more of a throw-in. I feel like the actual bones of the deal is more just Marcus Smart for Tyus Jones. Everybody wants that playmaker, and when you think of the CBA restrictions that are going to come in with the second tax apron and stuff you have to be willing to kind of accept it's not going to be a Dame type of guy. Like the whole reason people were talking about moving on from Jalen was to get under that second tax apron and Dame's going to earn more. It's just a redundant trade in that respect. So Tyus Jones for me makes plenty of sense. 
Yeah, well, looking at the chat right now, I would say it's a pretty heavy negative approval rating on this trade right now. We've got a few <laughs> sprinkled in there that are giving it some love, but overall, not definitely not necessarily feeling this trade. Got a few people here that say need more back. Marcus fires the starting lineup up. So, and I see all these things. You know, like I said, this is a trade that's going to hurt if you do move off of Marcus. He is definitively one of the heart and souls of this team. I mean, I think there's a world in which you know, if, if this is Brogdon, I wonder if this is a higher you know approval. Rating. And that certainly would be something that that would be open in my mind as well. Insert Brogdon versus Marcus Smart in this trade, depending on you know what Memphis is looking for. And obviously, they have a very interesting situation with their guard rotation right now, to say the least, based off Adam Silver's comments last night. But aside from this trade, I know I saw several people talking about Andrew Wiggins in the tra in the chat right now. So that is going to be a perfect segue for us to actually move on to our second trade here. And Greg, this one came from you here. So I'm going to I'm going to lay it out that I want you to kind of dig in and explain it to us here, but in this trade, the Celtics this is a big one. We're we're getting spicy here. So so get ready. You're either going to love this one or you're going to you're going to have some visceral feelings about it. This one sends out Jalen Brown to the Golden State Warriors, and in return, we get Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and a 2025 first-round pick. The picks, I'm sure, can be kind of decided upon at a later date. But, Greg, give us your defense. I mean, my initial reaction to that, hearing that out loud, I really don't want to lose Jalen Brown. This is more to Adam's point earlier about the, the, the second apron of the tax, right? If you're really concerned about that, Wiggins is, I think he has two more years on his contract after this year, and it's at around $30 million a year. And he's going to give you about, 85 to 90% of what Jalen Brown can give you on the offensive end. He's not as good of a shooter. Um, he's got a little bit more size, but he is a better defender, right? And if what we saw Andrew Wiggins do against Jason Tatum in the finals last year, we saw what he did against Luka Doncic in the playoffs last year. He is one of those guys that can make a big impact on the defensive end. Um, I've always liked Wiggins. He doesn't have the dog in him that Jalen Brown does, but like when you, when you start getting into those cliched phrases, like, is that really even a real thing? like to have the dog in you. Like Jalen Brown definitely has stepped up. He played through the facial fracture. He played through the hand injury. I love Jalen Brown. He's literally my favorite player on the Celtics. But if you are going to move on from Jalen Brown for tax reasons, I think this is a pretty good trade because you get Wiggins, who's under control, um, does a lot of what Jalen Brown can do. And then you also get Kaminga, who the Warriors seem to be down on. There might be some, I'm not reading the chat right now. I probably, my brain wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, I'm wondering what people are saying, but <laughs> with Kaminga, He's one of those guys where you might be able to develop a little bit more value from a guy who has lost some value throughout the year. The Warriors just don't play him. They haven't trusted him. Maybe that's a, a young wing you can develop. Maybe that's someone you can flip for another asset, pair him with somebody else and flip in a trade. Um, and then the 25 or 26 first, I actually don't know which picks are available for the Warriors. Um, I, I think it's either 25 or 26 that's available. Wouldn't be a good pick, but um, you know, it's, it's still a first round pick. So those are my thoughts on it. As I said, I'm not a pro trade JB guy, but if you're going to trade him because of the tax situation, this is a, an idea that I had. And um, you guys let me know, are people like bringing out the pitchforks right now in the chat? <laughs> we've got we've got a little bit of a mixed response right now. I feel like there's some people that are vibing with the idea of Wiggins. Others are saying, hell no, that kind of feels like you're planting your flag on just not trading Jalen Brown. You know, my thoughts on this, you know, are Andrew Wiggins is kind of a, even though he's better on defense than Jalen Brown, this is going to be a lesser version of a similar type player. 
to Jalen Brown overall is, is, is kind of what we're looking at. And then you're betting on that upside with Kaminga, which like you said, the Warriors seem to be down on. My biggest worry is that, you know, for the CBA reasons, you know, I, I think we should supermax Jalen. We'll figure it out in two years. There's two years to kind of resort the roster before it really, really gets scary. So you have a little bit of time if you end up doing the supermax. My biggest worry is that, yes, Kaminga has upside, but is this not if it's going to turn into potentially an Aaron Neesmith type situation in the sense that he needs room to play and make mistakes. And the Celtics, now if you're replacing Wiggins, he's going to get a lot of those Jalen Brown minutes. Where is he going to get that room to develop and still compete at a high level? So that, for me, negates a little bit of the value of of Jonathan Kaminga and I think makes this trade a little bit harder to swallow. But Adam, where are you at on this? Yeah, I mean, part of the reason I see a lot of people saying that the value coming back isn't fair for Jalen. And that's completely a fair response. Like it's very hard to trade somebody like Jalen that's had a breakout year, but is also coming into the final year of a contract that's contract extension eligible, whether that be super max or max or how like, obviously if he gets traded, it's going to be a max contract, not, not a super max, but then teams are taking a chance on that trade because they need to feel confident that Jalen Brown's going to resign wherever he gets moved to. So you take a little bit of a hit on value there. Obviously, you can try and get some done once they get to their new team. I like Andrew Wiggins. Maple Jordan's had a good career in Golden State. Didn't really start off very well for him. He definitely improves the wing defense. He's a wing stopper. It kind of removes the questions around who's the number one guy. Some people want Brown to be more the number one rather than Tatum. I'm sorry, but Tatum's clearly the more skilled. Um, I think that for me, I'll probably consider this trade, but you bring in two players back that play similar positions. As you said, it's finding minutes for Kaminga to get developmental time. We saw that Joe likes to run a rigid rotation. I don't know whether Kaminga actually gets that opportunity or you try and move him in a different trade further down the line, maybe him plus some future picks or you know, maybe a Peyton Pritchard plus Kaminga in a secondary deal. Maybe you bring a third team in. I like the idea. And you're never going to get value back for Jalen at what you want because there's just so many factors at play there. So I'm not sure I'd do it, but it would be one that I'd at least sit down and think about, probably try and work out how the rotations would look, how he accentuates everybody. So I'm kind of on the fence. I'm probably 60% no, 40% yes. Yeah, and just real quick for everybody in the chat, because I was able to read some of the stuff. Once again, I am not advocating for Jalen Brown. I'm saying if the Celtics make the decision that they need to move on from Jalen Brown for tax implications, this is just an idea I'm throwing out there. Don't come at me. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a staple of our conversations all off season. I'm not advocating for this. I'm just hypothetically <laughs> throwing this out there as a discussion point. That's just, we have to come up with a disclaimer before each of our podcasts that, that state that what, one thing I do want to ask you, Greg here, cause I think you had mentioned this to me just in a, in a text message or maybe in, in one of our conversations in person, you know, is there a version that you would rework this and maybe insert Clay Thompson in some way? Because I am seeing a few of those in the chat here that, you know, Clay or Draymond is someone that may be of more appeal than Wiggins. You know, is there a version you could see that, you know, Clay is as of appeal, you know, championship pedigree, you know, sharpshooter, if we're going to live and die by the three ball, although it's been a little bit up and down since return from injury, you know, but is there mm-hmm. any, you know, is there anything that you would think about with Clay Thompson involved? 
I think in a vacuum, he's a better fit for the Celtics and what the Celtics are trying to accomplish. But when you think about Clay being on the wrong side of a couple of major injuries, uh, the wrong side of 30, and although he had his actually his best percentage shooting year this year, we've just seen those moments where Clay doesn't quite have the magic, right? He doesn't have the magic that he used to have. So, and also the Warriors, if they're going to give up somebody, I feel like they're not giving up the Splash Brothers. I feel like they're going to try and keep that together. Uh, probably going to try and keep Draymond. Uh, Steve Kerr's comments at the end of the season said they wanted to keep Draymond. So you're all, when you're constructing these trades, I think one thing you're also trying to do is think about from the other team's perspective, who are the people that they're more likely to move on from? And I feel like they're more likely to move on from a Wiggins and a Kaminga than they are from the core that has brought them the dynasty that they have. Um, but I think in a vacuum, Clay Thompson makes more sense for what the Celtics want to accomplish, but he's not a guy. He's he costs more money. First of all, he's like forty million dollars a year. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, JJ Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I agree with you there. So we're going to keep this moving here because I want to get Adam. Adam's got a couple of trade ideas that I actually really like that that we're about to get into here. Adam, I'm going to I'm going to pivot this chat from away from the the Warriors, but we're going to stick with Jalen Brown. We got another Jalen Brown trade here. Now, I think a lot of this, obviously, when we talk about Jalen Brown, a lot of this is going to be if he does not sign the Supermax. I think that's because there's a year-long trade restriction if he signs that max. That kind of takes all of this, you know, off the board until next offseason. So, having said that, the next trade that we have also involves losing Jalen Brown, but in return, the Celtics have Wendell Carter Jr. and Franz Wagner coming (laughs) from the Orlando Magic. Adam, number one, rate my German impression, and number two, tell us a little bit about this trade. 
Uh, I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. Let's just start there. I think that was very good. Can we please hear it one more time? Franz Wagner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I like this deal in terms of I think Franz Wagner, I'm not even going to try and do that accent. Um, (laughs) I think that actually gives you long-term upside who can contribute straight away. He's clearly one of the best producers for the the magic. He's developing as a two-way guy, can do stuff on both ends of the floor. He wouldn't solve or replace Jalen in terms of give you what his production is right away. But I think that that could definitely give you some future upside. So I think it's a player option or a team option for the upcoming year. Then there's going to be an extension, but it's not going to be anywhere near the level of what Jalen would be getting paid. So you can upgrade there and then continue to develop. And I think when you look at the new CBA and the way that works, you need to have some young guys on the roster behind your stars that you can develop. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. to me was kind of just to throw in some insurance for Robert Williams. Al Horford's probably a year or two away. Um, that would kind of be where I went with that. I can see the chat absolutely hates it, which means I've definitely done <laughs> uh, a good If everybody hates it, you know it's a decent uh, idea. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, I love the Orlando Magic. Like, I, I watched a lot of Orlando Magic games. Franz had a great year. I think he has a lot of potential. I think Carter Jr. actually fits really well with what the Celtics want to do. It's like, we're, we might be a little, t- we might be late to the game as Celtics fans who don't really watch the Magic about how good Franz Wagner is. Um, but I, I don't think that the Celtics are getting back these the, the, the right value for Jalen Brown. But you do have like a cost-controlled guy, which I think is important when you're trying to like, think like a front office executive, right? You have Franz on that rookie deal. Wendell Carter, I think, has already got his extension. Um, but they're, they're both relatively good contracts right franz has a ton of potential i think that solves a lot of the one versus two things i personally like a lot of people in the chat probably wouldn't do this deal i wouldn't do the other deal that i pitched for jalen brown i want jalen brown in boston (laughs) um but you know i i think that this is this is something to consider at least and remember all these trades disclaimer for everyone getting crazy in the chat this is if the celtics decide that they can't stomach the 60 million dollars a year for Jalen Brown but I, I think this is a decent a decent attempt we're 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 molding the clay right now we're trying to find the right deal and uh, hopefully at one point we'll have at least 60 percent of the chat that that's in on a deal I mean you know and what you they know say what Adam, right? oh go ahead Adam oh, sorry. sorry I was like you know what they say if everybody hates the trade idea then it's probably a good trade idea but <laughs> people from both sides have to hate it the magic fans have to hate it too so Adam, I, I actually really agree with that. And as I was trying to think of some of these trades, you know, it was if this trade hurts me to put into the trade machine a little bit, there's probably some merit to it. You know what I mean? Like if it just feels like, oh, this is a home run, why wouldn't we do this? It's like, oh, because probably the other side wouldn't do this at all, or they wouldn't even consider it because it's that much of a home run. So I, I think when we look at this deal, you know, Franz, I think kind of fits what what feels like is sometimes missing from the Jalen Brown component as far as, you know, ball handling, playmaking in that wing position to, you know, to work with Tatum, to have more pick and roll opportunities, you know, from both areas of the wing that can handle the ball, that can play make. And so, you know, like Greg said, I don't know how familiar a lot of people are with Franz's game. Franz's game is nice. He's, you know, I definitely slept on him his rookie season, watch more of him this year. You know, and I think him and Paolo are almost, you know, aiming to be a another, you know, giant wing tandem version of what Jalen and Jason are right now in the Eastern Conference. Like that's who I kind of look to in the next two to three years to say, 
oh man, these guys, these guys are here a little bit quicker than we thought. And so I think actually, you know, I, I think there's, there's two sides to this one Celtics probably want a little bit more in whether that's draft pick compensation or something that makes them feel like, okay, we're definitely still competing at a conference finalist level and NBA finals level right now. And then also the magic would have to think about, you know, Jalen Brown would speed up their timeline because right now everybody's kind of in that same lane, not to say that Jalen Brown's too far outside of that, but with Franz and Paolo, both on rookie deals, both being under that control and Jalen, you know, going to take another jump, even if he's traded, it's still going to be another jump in, uh, in his level of compensation. I think that would give them some questions. So I think there's questions on, on both sides of this deal, but I think the player type that if we're looking to ever supplant Jalen Brown, whether it's now or, two years from now or hopefully never and hopefully Jalen and Jason just just bring us a championship in the next couple of years and this becomes you know uh you know dumb looking back at it that we're having these conversations like that's the plan but I think Franz Wagner does kind of fit the player type to look at but with that let's let's go to the next trade that we have here we got a couple minutes left here uh, and I see the chat has been kind of popping off with some trades as well to try to get to those here in just a minute but Another trade that you came up with here, Adam, it involves the Phoenix Suns. And this is one that I know a different version I had kind of thrown out to you in our private chat. So I see here you've taken a spin on that as well. Uh, so in this particular trade, we have Marcus Smart and Robert Williams going out and coming back by low scenario here. And the Celtics would bring back DeAndre Ayton. Adam, tell us about it. Yeah, I just think that, you know, Robert Williams' health issues is something that you need to be concerned about without getting older. Finding a long-time replacement at the five makes a ton of sense. I understand that you're giving up on Rob. I know that in Brad's press conference, one of the things he said was, you know, Rob is going to be a big part of everything we do well here. But that's when he's healthy, right? And I think that if you start moving Al back to the bench and then you put Robin into the starting lineup and he gets hurt, now all of a sudden you're short. Al's another year older. We can the three-point shooting sustain for another regular season when he's not playing back-to-backs? Can can you get that? Can you get that same production out of him in the postseason again? I think DeAndre Ayton's still got some upside left in him. Um, didn't hasn't really. Had, like he's definitely played well for Phoenix, but I feel like he still hasn't reached anywhere near the ceiling that he flashed when he came into the league. Has the like the pedigree came in as the first overall pick when he was drafted by Phoenix, and it's just a fresh start for him. And then you're moving up from a, an injury-prone big man that I love. I mean, we all love Rob here. That's why it was the Lob Williams kind of scenario for a while. And then you're moving off Marcus Smart to open up some rotation spots, make put Derek White into the starting lineup, and so far from there. Yeah, and that, that's a typo on the screen, everybody. It's DeAndre Ayton, not DeAndre Jordan. For those of you that are freaking out, uh, it's, it's DeAndre Ayton. We we are aware that we would not trade Marcus Smart and Robert Williams for DeAndre Jordan. This is for DeAndre Ayton. Um, and for the, you know everyone that's Team Rob, like I get it. Rob's on a really great contract. We got him. We got great value for him at ten or eleven million dollars a year. But we saw again, man, it's just so hard to rely on Rob. He ended up playing like less than 20 minutes a game in the playoffs again. Every time he jumps, it's just like holding your breath that he might come down and do the Rob Williams hobble um, up the court. So we're worried about that. This is if you're you're hoping that DeAndre Ayton coming into Boston revitalizes him, different, different culture, a little bit maybe like less pressure because he's not the the number one pick to the franchise that drafted him over Luca, like all these things. Like maybe there's a world in which personally Aiton's not a guy that I would go for. I don't think that he, he loves basketball. 
That's the thing when I see when I watch DeAndre Ayton, I don't see a guy that loves basketball. And I would rather have a guy like Marcus Smart who loves the city, loves the game of basketball, is going to bust his butt every single time he's on the court and bet on Rob Williams finally getting healthy at the good contract that he has than take a flyer on DeAndre Ayton. Um, I think if Ayton showed a little bit more in the playoffs, like at least one game where he showed up and did anything, then maybe I could talk myself into it. But Ayton's a guy that I'm out on. Um, so I, I would I would veto this deal if I was in the front office. Uh, how about you, Will? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with DeAndre Ayton, the thing that you have to look at is is one of the reasons the Suns want to trade him is all these CBA implications that we've talked about with Jalen Brown. So, because they have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul will, will start to come off the books, but but they're going to have a, a trouble building around that roster. So if we're worried about giving the Supermax to Jalen and then adding 30-plus million of, of cap space to DeAndre Ayton, you better be damn sure that those three are the three that, that, you know, that you believe in to get it done. Because right now, even with Jalen and Jason, it's going to be tight. And so, you know, I, I think it's, it's worth sniffing around to see what the DeAndre Ayton price was, or is, I should say. You know, I, I think that this is, you know, DeAndre Ayton still definitely needs a change of scenery. You, you talked about that, Adam. He's a 100% stereotypical change of scenery guy. He's talented. You know, Greg, you talked about, you know, how much does he love basketball? That's always kind of hard to tell, but you do kind of see it when you watch him. That it's, But, but we've also seen the opposite, right? We've seen him against the Bucks in the finals a couple of years ago where it was like, hey, this guy's at least, you know, putting up a fight against Giannis. Like, there's not many guys that you can look at and say, you know, and now I'm saying this, I'm sure somebody's going to put in the chat, man, he dropped a 50-burger on him in game six. <laughs> yeah. I know. I get that. Giannis is amazing. But the point being, that's another body that you're going to have to deal with. Kat. I mean, you're going to have to deal with, excuse me, with, with Giannis. You have to deal with, with Embiid. And then Aiton is going to be a more reliable availability wise guy than Rob Williams. And obviously certainly younger than Al Horford. So it gives you a little bit of a lot more long-term flexibility. But I do think that I, I would have to, to say no on this, but it's, you know, it's, it's something worth sniffing around. Um, a name that I want to get a thought on from you guys here. We got about five minutes, five or so minutes left here. So as as we're going through, if you're in the chat, start putting in some trades that you want to see. I know most of you have uh, have asked to remove us from the screen, have said that some of our <laughs> trades are trash. So I would like to see some of the deals that 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 we got here. But I know there's there's two that keep coming up. So let's start with with just in general, Carl Anthony Towns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adam, I'll start with you here. And, and, I'm, and I have one here from 60 Driver, screen name Smart and Horford for Cat. I don't think that's enough to, to get it done. But just in general, give me your thoughts on a trade for Carl Anthony Towns, who is a name that, that seems to potentially be available. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people in the chat saying, like, Aiton disappears in the playoffs and Aiton soft and stuff. And I don't see how there's much difference between what Aiton's done in the postseason and what Cat's done in his limited postseason appearances. You know, he can, you're definitely going to get some perimeter actions. You can run five out more easily. You can use him as like an offensive hub where you can initiate handoff actions around the elbows and stuff. But that's not really how Joe likes to play anyway. They have two of the best bit passing bigs in the NBA right now. They barely utilize them. So 
I think that Cat wouldn't. He'd fit as ter- in terms of a pick and pop guy. He'd give you a little bit of a rim threat, and yeah, maybe long term he could develop into someone that would be a good Horford replacement. But given what you'd have to give up for him and what he earns, and I- I'm not a hundred percent sure that I'd be okay with that. Now, if they'd made the deal, I'd get straight behind it because you know you have to. But it's not one that I'd be going out there looking for. I mean, everybody just killed my two trade ideas, so clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, but I don't mind because the, I kill everybody else's trade ideas. This is the way it works. Yeah, and that's the thing with trades, man. Like, if you don't come up with it, it's the dumbest trade ever. Like, that, that's yeah, just the way like, trades work, fun. and that's why it's fun. You know, that's why it's fun yeah. to have these conversations. Um, in terms of Cat, for those of you that are saying we could get Cat without giving up Jalen Brown, that's not possible. If you want Cat on the Celtics, I think you have to give up Jalen Brown. So if you're if you're advocating for Cat, that means you're also advocating for JB to be gone. And if you're if seemingly from the chat, most people don't want JB gone. One thing, Will, that I just wanted to throw out there, I saw somebody somebody post it. And this is something that I floated to you guys just as a hypothetical as you're getting into the offseason. You're talking about the craziest, wildest ideas that are out there. I saw somebody put JB for Ja in the chat, mm-hmm. right? Now, just as a thought exercise, what are your initial reactions when you hear JB for Ja? That's a no for me, dog. That's my, that's my first thought on that. And, it's, you know, it, you asked me this a couple of days ago, and it was probably no, just because I'm not sure that I, I can... I can trust John Moran after, you know, the last, you know, couple of months. And then hearing Adam Silver's press conference before game one of the NBA finals last night, where basically he said without saying, we're going to bring the hammer down on John Morant, but it's going to be so heavy that I don't want it to distract from the finals. So I'll announce it after the finals ends. That's not the business I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into. If I'm getting out of the Jalen Brown business, I ain't getting into the John Morant business. I'm out on Ja. I'm reading the chat as we go through here. Um, I'm completely out on Ja. I think that the talent's there. The upside's definitely there. Um, as we said in our group chat before, you were always concerned that is his game too heavily predicated on athleticism? What happens if there's, God forbid, an injury? Or as he ages and that athleticism starts to disappear a little bit, what type of player are you left with? Uh, adding the off-court issues, adding every the, however long the suspension's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm out. That's a no from there. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I agree. Last one. Last one. We'll talk about here before before we get just because this is uh, it's come up a bunch in the chat and I've seen it online a bunch. Real quick, Greg, first you, then Adam. Give me your thoughts on any of the Portland scenarios, meaning trading likely Jalen Brown for for Dame Lillard or the other scenario that's been thrown out there a bunch, the number three pick, Simons, and maybe Shaden Sharp, or something along those lines. Give me your thoughts on those, because that's another one that's come up a bunch of times in the chat right now. Okay, so here's my thing. If you're, if you're, advoc- if you're killing Adam for suggesting trading JB for Franz Wagner, like, and you're advocating for Simons in the third pick, I think I just we just disagree about what value is because Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter Jr. coming back is a much better value than getting Anthony Simons in, in the third pick. In my opinion, you may, you might disagree with me, and that's fine, but that's just how I feel. I think Wagner has shown a lot. He's 6'10", can do a lot of things. Simons is, I mean, he's good. He's good. He's a good player, but I, I don't think that that's worth giving up Jalen Brown for. Um, the Dame thing... Is something where when I when I hear Dame, I'm like, oh, he's on he's 33 years old. He's gonna be making 60 million dollars a year. And at the end of the day, like I, I always end up at, yeah, but it's Dame Lillard and he's freaking good. 
and he's like definitely one of the top 10 offensive players in the game. And he's, he's a leader. He's going to solve a lot of issues about who has the ball, who can initiate off a pick and roll. Like the, the complete, the geometry of the court is going to change because Dame Lillard is on. So even though I, I'm just like hesitant to, to go into the like mid thirties point guard route, at the end of the day, it's Dame Lillard. And if we ended up making that trade JB for Dame, I think I wouldn't, I initially would be really sad, but I could talk myself into that trade very, very quickly because it's Dame freaking Lillard. Yeah, I think for me, the the Dame one, you're still tying 70% of your cap up in two guys. 70% of your cap space just completely taken away in Tatum and Dame. You're banking on Dame staying healthy for the remainder of that contract. You're banking on him and Tatum being more of a dynamic duo than what Jalen and Tatum are. You're sacrificing some long-term upside in Jalen's development in return to still be hamstrung by the second tax apron, still lose your exceptions once that new CBA comes through. Uh, that to me doesn't make sense. Like, right? If you're moving on from Jalen, you're doing it specifically for tax reasons so you can continue to build your build out your roster year after year, not to just bring in a different star and hope that fixes things. Uh, so I'd be going, I'd say no to that. Simmons and, uh, the third pick like again if you don't like the france trade fine that's cool but that's better than what you're getting back from simmons and the third pick like like france still has a bunch of upside he was one of the better young guys in in the eastern conference this season simmons is cool and he's going to give you something but he doesn't really feel a position of need uh i'm out on both of those to be fair but if i had to choose one i would probably go to simmons and third pick just because of the cap flexibility it gives you moving down the line yeah, my, my my final thoughts on this. I'm I'm out on both. Extremely out on the number three pick and Simon's deal. I I just don't see that making a, a ton of sense for where the Celtics are at. The Dame one, much like you say, Greg, I can talk myself into it. But then at the end of the day, Adam, I kind of come back to your point where if we're going to pay 110 million dollars for two guys, JB is going to be 30, 31 at the time we're paying that. Dame Lillard is going to be 37, 38. So if we're going to have a two year window. And if we're going to look beyond that, I'd rather do that with the guy that's going to be 27, 28 getting the Supermax versus Dame Lillard, who's going to be 37, 38 by the time we get to the end of that. So that would ultimately be the route that I go. But fellas, this was a really, really fun conversation. <laughs> we enjoyed it. I hope this chat enjoyed it. At least some of you in the chat, I hope that you enjoyed it. We really do appreciate y'all jumping in here, giving us your thoughts on the trades that we have. Once again, we are Green With MB Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. You can catch us across anywhere that you stream your podcast from, as well as you can follow us on our handles that you see on the screen right now on social media. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, at Green MB Pod. Uh, we do also post most of our podcasts to YouTube as well. So make sure that you guys follow along. Uh, we appreciate Bleach Report for having us on again. And fellas. Enjoy your weekend here, and uh, we got a lot more off-season to, to talk about the rest of the Celtics topics that we need to get into. How is it that I never seen the stars in your eyes? A glimpse of what I'm missing, thinking it's a mirage. Ooh, you got me tripping and it's hard to describe. But I stay for a minute, cause I'm digging the vibe. I like the way you're looking at the look in my eyes. Don't be casual feelings when it's only a vibe. Don't know what the deal is, I'm a typical guy. You know the one thing different is the state of your mind. I'm like, oh my, my, someone throw me a rope. I'm getting too damn high, didn't know I could float. You could call it a vibe, it's probably all that you wrote. But I'll be doing this shit finally if I didn't have hope. Cause you know that that embodied 
that's what go with the flow I can sing a different song if I cannot hit the notes You had me taking off and you took off your clothes This should be coming down by now, but I won't Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.